Before Pesach, we were busy with Pesach, and we thought that by now everything would be over. At this point, it's getting to our minds. It seems like it's never ending, and we all need a lot of chizik. The older people that are lonely, locked into the house, the younger of us, that many of us, not only we have the burden of Panusa, not only we have the fear of the unknown, the uncertainty that's going on on the world, we also became rabbis, we became teachers for the girls, that some that they have playgroups at home. And it is not easy. They say that once when you would see somebody going on the street and speaking to himself, you would think maybe the person has some issues. But now it could simply be that it's PTA and the father and the rabbi are one. I would like to say a few words that we should all try to internalize, try to keep at the forefront of our minds and hearts. Once upon a time, a person would have his livelihood from a field that he would own. A more well-to-do person would have a few fields, a larger field, and the crops would grow. If it would be a year that it would rain, it would be a, be a year with a lot of sun, he would have tastier, crispier fruits, better crops, the harvest would bring in um, better grains, and the flour would be more fine, and the bread would be tastier and better, and he would be able to sell it and be more wealthy. And the person knew that he is totally contingent and totally dependent on the hatsluche that the Rabboni Shiloh will send him this year. And that's why a person was connected with the one of, of above, the Almighty, the Rabboni Shiloh the Bodeka Over the last few decades, things have changed you go out at night, it's not dark. The entire world is lighted through electricity. Things we weren't able to do at night. You could do everything you do at day, you could do at night. A person knew you have to set out a few weeks in the journey to get to other continent. Now, in a matter of hours, you're there. A person knew that the moon isn't a place where people could be. They came up with the space shuttle, and you could be in the moon, you could come down from the moon, you could have a base in the moon. Many things that were impossible, and a person knew that he's vulnerable, 
he knew that he's really a weak creature, totally dependent and reliant on the Koyach Mimal, on the above power. That sense has left us. We feel secure and we feel that we're living in a world where things make sense, quote-unquote, and we feel that we could pull it off. There will come a time when a person would say in his heart, his heart will feel haughty, and he will say, and he will forget from the one above, from the Rebbeinu Shiloilom. Says the Torah, you shall remember the Rabbi He is the one that gives you the power. He empowers you and He's the one that created you. And every second, He's the one that's conducting your life. And the Targum says, even the idea and the good nation business that you caught on to, or that good idea and that investment that you put in money, he gave you the Eitzel Mikne Nixon, says the Takim Inkilis. He gave you even the idea and even the decision that you made is also from the Rabbeinu Shalom, which business, which lot, which investment, which property you should buy. Over the few decades, the world came to a great level of Gavu. Shlema Melech says, Gavas Udom Tashpileni. The Gavu that a person has, that drags him down. The Gavu dragged down the entire Bria. Gavu doesn't necessarily mean that a person is haughty. Gavu means a person is self-centered. A person is busy and engaged in what's good for him and what will benefit him, what will bring him revenue, and what will make him pleased and happy. That's what Gava means on a materialistic level, happy. The opposite of Gava is Anuva and Kiddush. As I'll say, Anuva and Kiddush go hand in hand. When a person knows he's reliant and he himself has no koyach, is only empowered by the Rabbeinu then the person starts to understand that there's a Eibishter, there's a Bashefer, and then a person feels Kirvitzelikim, and that's the best thing, that's, that's the most satiating feeling, that's the feeling that we're craving for, says, the only thing that's really good is Kirvitzelikim, and that's Dafke, when a person comes to the realization of how vulnerable he is without the Rabbeinu that's standing at his side, on every step that he's taking. And when a person comes to this realization, and a person really internalizes this concept, this notion, then a person taps into the middle of Kiddush. Because the opposite of Kiddush is when a person cannot 
stop from his habits, when a person cannot say no to himself, when a person cannot have self-control, that is the opposite of holiness, the opposite of Kiddush. We must be holy. Holy is a way of life. You don't have, you cannot find even a simple Jew that doesn't have loads of Kiddush in his life. If there's a Yid that's a Shoyim Shabbos, barely a Shoyim Shabbos, and he eats kusha, he doesn't eat Talfis, he doesn't eat things that are trife, that person is not living a life of a fraye, chaye, that just does whatever will be good for him. If a person would only be indulged in what brings him revenue, he wouldn't refrain from working Shabbos. When a person would only be immersed in Tabas Oilemhauze, he wouldn't hold back from a certain Tabas that the Torah says not to. You don't have a simple Jew that you could find that doesn't have loads of Kiddush. That's why Chazal testify. Chazal say, Yisruel Kiddushim Hem. The Yidin, the Kiddushim, they're holy. And when a person comes to even the smallest level of holiness and he taps into that part, that fiber of his Nishume, of his soul, then he becomes a happy person. Then he starts feeling Kirvis Elikim. And then... He could praise the Rabbi and see the good, see the light in the Bria. Because the more a person is self-centered, the less he sees the great abundance of goodness going on in the world. The Rabbi that doesn't need anything, he's the epitome of holiness. He's the most sacred concept we could only think about, is the Rabbi because he created everything and he doesn't need anything. He created it for us, not for himself. That's why the Rabbi Nishloilim is called Kudish, Atu Kudish. And when we start Shmoyna Esri, we emphasize the goodness of the Rabbi Nishloilim. Goymel Chasudim Toivim, Michal Kalchaim Bechayset. He feeds the entire universe. Michayim Maisim Berachim Rabim. Even the deceased, he brings in them. Eriach Achayim, he's Michayim Maisim. And then we come to the peak, and that's the third bruche of the first three. Atu Kudish, You're so good because you're so holy. You don't need anything. You're the epitome of goodness. A person that needs always leaves over something for himself. He needs a portion for himself, then he can have in mind somebody else. If he doesn't have for himself, he cannot give for somebody else. He feels that way. But the Shalim doesn't work that way. After Kudish, Mishim Kudish, and when the Yiddish Zoyche to be from the Kedoshim, a Kedoshim goes on the Yiddish Kinder. A Kedoshim, Bechol Yom Yalichuselu. We, every day, in every situation, whether it's good or whether it could be better, Yalichuselu, we always praise the Rabbi Shalim, we feel that it couldn't have been better. Yalichuselu, we see the light in every situation. Everybody tries to do that. The entire world tries to do it. Where? What is the secret? Why the Jewish nation, Claudius rule, have that know-how. They, they have that certain ability that nobody has. 
The reason is because they're Kedoshim. As our Parsha states, Kedoshim T, live a life of Kedisha. Live a life that's not indulged in, 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 in self. Don't be an egoist. Don't be a self-centered person. Definitely don't be a narcissist. All these things are Kenegit Kedisha. When a person has a mind, just what the Rebbeinu Shlulam needs, and he has an ability of living a beautiful lifestyle full of Gashmias and everything, but just not being attached and not being involved so much in that. That brings a person Kedisha, and on that are many and many levels. In every language, the Rebbeinu Shlulam is called God. God, in Yiddish we say God, and that means good. That's what we're trying to say when we call the Rebbein Shleim with a nickname, Kavayuchel. We say the Rebbein Shleim is the Spitz. It's the epitome of Gitzkeit. And that's what we have to really internalize. And this thought has to really be lingering in our mind. How there isn't a thing in this world that isn't Kiloitoiv. It's just the person's gather that doesn't let him have access to the toys. It conceals the toys. And he sees what a person trying the entire day to live for himself will see in this situation. And that's what brings in a person, Agmas Nefesh, because a person really thinks that the world is here to indulge in all these goodness. The world is not a proizdo, just a passageway, a corridor to go through to the Olam Emes, and we're here for a different sibe. And when a person lives with this type of life, and a person is zoiche, to be from those that the Pusik says on them, Yedichu Hashem Kol Maseichu, there isn't a person on the world that is not moide the Rebbeinu that doesn't praise the Rebbeinu Shleilam. And those that do not, it's because they gather, that doesn't let them. But in themselves, their soul, if you would just take their soul itself without the coding of the Yitzhahara, the Sutan, that swerves them out of control, they would also praise the Rabbani Shalom and be maki how everything is total plus. There isn't a, there isn't a creature that doesn't praise the Rabbani Shalom on this world. We have to take our koiches, gana koiches, and it's not easy. We have to obey all the rules that we were given and understand that this is the inyan of Shmiras Tanefish. Tosin says in Bubakame, a person has to be more cautious. He shouldn't damage, he shouldn't harm somebody else. Then he is cautious that he shouldn't harm his own body. A person has to be more cautious on other people. And for that reason, the person has to always have a mind. Khalila, not to bring a hezik not to bring a machle, and it shouldn't spread. And uh, somebody is lenient in these aluchas besides what it's not toiridig, as we said before, the name of Chil Hashem and Aizen, and we have to be very, very nizel in these aluchas, although it's not easy, a person is already fed up, but we have to take out from the reserve fresh koiches and do what's right, and what has to be done. However, we have to clarify one point. The world out there, the secular world, 
speaking things that are very important for everybody to listen and to know. And on the cold show, if the person has to know what's going on and what he has to do and the next step he has to take in order that we should go in a positive direction. However, there's a lot of talk out there that is based on yish, on just falling in despair and the sense of koichi and yudi that we spoke before, not bringing the rabbinish lolim in the picture. Hardly do we hear from politicians the words, let's pray to the Almighty or let God come and intervene and help us. And if it's said, it's going to be Yotze. A yid has to know there isn't a thing on this world that is directly to our oilam, to our community as well. That is not Ma'is Hashem Mamish. And if we would really have the right Koyach HaTfil and the Koyach HaBetuchen in the minute, we would definitely succeed to overcome and to defeat this Machle. The Rambam writes in Moira Nevichim that Mon wasn't a gift that the Rabboni Shlom gave for Yidin in the Midbe just because they're Yidin and they have to eat food, so he gave them Mon. The Rambam says that Mon was really a result of the Betuchen that Yidin had. When Yidin fulfilled the Pusik that says, and they were kind of fulfilled the Chava Betuchen that says, they went in the Midbu without knowing what they will eat, and they had full reliance on the one of above. At that point, they were Mamshech. They brought down a Yeshia Lemala Medele When one is Zoichet Betuchen, on a true level, on a keen level, on a sincere level, automatically there is a result of Yeshia Hashem Kehidifan. The Ramam says, the Rabbinishtaim from a place he wouldn't even think that that would be a source of salvation. When we would really know that vaccines and medicine is all in the Yad Hashem, then it would be scanned by us the Pusik Hashem However, in order to have that Betuchen that I minute, we also need a lot of Tfilan Siyatudishmai, that's also a gift of above. We're coming into Shabbos Kodesh. Let's remove from ourselves all goyish thoughts of being involved in ourselves, living a life of feeling in control, feeling the gava that ultimately gava sudam tashpileni. Let's garner our koiches and let's bring ourselves the awe of the amine the simcha of our great Avoidus Hashem, our Oitzris, that our ancestors, our Zaydis, lived on the Yisod of the Rebbeinu Shiloh Elam Fiedewelt. 
a mensch can go understand and we're going to live on these yesodas namun minuskan mit my of the pusik pitsilishara tsede kuwevomo de ko rasha sazen telem pitsilishara tsede refers to the gates of the bismigdish and also the gates of the butaknaisius and the butemedrushius that were locked the bonishlein should help us meet the shabashulam and voidach the shabbos full of simche full of hal for all the great toivas that Buch Hashem we were spared, we could say, on a great, great level, we were spared from this Magaifa, and the Rabbani Shalom should continue holding his hand above us. And all of these tzuras that we're going through, all of the hardship, should bring us for every time that we see we're going through another stump, another bump in the road, we should know if you see up there in the heavens, you look up into the sky and you see that it's dark. The sky is covered with a large blanket of gray clouds. Don't think that the sun will never shine. Just know that the Rebunish Lelim is not more than preparing that it should rain down, and it should be an abundance of good. The Rabbani Shalom should help us, Meit Hashem. It should be some chaynik, yimosni, suni, chol tiv, seilu, gitshabz.